welcome to the Accelerate Podcasts, a podcast for high-performing current and aspiring female founders and CEOs across Africa. And for those who also have a passion for Africa, this is the place to learn about the critical success factors and best practices of some of the most amazing high-performing female founders and CEOs as we help you grow to be the best version of you, achieve time and financial freedom whilst living a significant life. Thanks for tuning in to listen. I'm your host, Nekamubi. Let's dive in. episode of Accelerate Podcast and I am super excited to introduce my guest for today, Yemi Kerry. Yemi Kerry is one of the foremost executives in the tech space in Nigeria. Uh, she's the chief executive officer of Hekabella, a technology business transformation company. She's a chair, non-executive director, an advisory board member of various organizations and an award-winning commercially-minded technologist with 20 years' experience in the information technology and telecommunications industry, operating at CEO and C-suite level across the public and private sectors. I dare say that she has served um, Edo State in Nigeria as well as um, served in the federal capacity as well. Yemi is at the forefront of digital transformation to tackle business and social problems. She's recognized, as said, as one of the foremost women in technology in Nigeria with demonstrable evidence of delivering reliable business solutions through technology. Yemi Kerry is the co-founder of Rising Tide Africa, a women's movement initiated with a vision to in increase women's participation in angel investing, as an asset class and promote education, cross-border investing, and investor mentoring across Africa. She's a director of the Lagos Angel Network. She serves on the board of Africa Business Angel Network, as well as the Investment Committee of Acumen Resilient Agriculture Fund, which is managed by Acumen Capital Partners. She's also a mentor to various digitally and technology-enabled startups, and she's an expert in residence at the Enterprise Development Center of the Pan-Atlantic University in Lagos, Nigeria. Yemi, welcome, welcome. Whoa. Thanks for having me. What an amazing me. profile. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, my first question is really going to be around how you have successfully transversed the different sectors Technology, I know you served in public sector in your states as well as in federal capacity, and then now into finance. How have you been able to do that? One area is where I earn my living, that is information technology. And that is what has carried me from private sector to the public sector of my state government. And when you say federal, it sounds, it sounds like ministerial. Well, <laughs> no, federal, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, the federal, federal was um, at the National Pensions Commission where I helped to uh, implement the Estin Young implementation strategy for, for, the, for PENCOM. Yeah, um, it, yes, uh, it, it's, 
two different sides of the coin in terms of in one, you are doing your job, what you love to do. In the other one, you're trying to solve a problem that you have come across. You know, Grasha Marcel says, do not just be at the table, redesign the table. And we at Rising Tide believe that we are redesigning the table and trying to address the gender gap, um, funding gap. All right. So you did identify that problem, even though that you're not a trained finance professional, but then you, you saw the problem and decided, hey, I can help fix this. I came into angel investing very green. I, I was introduced to angel investing by Tommy Davis. Um, we now call him the grandfather of angel in- investing in, on the continent. He really is indeed, actually. He is, he is. At the time when he brought us, just come and look at what we're doing. You know, this is a, another new world. Tommy Davis is first and foremost. Before he too get into full-time angel investing, he runs a technology company. He's one of those geeks and nerds. And he was one of the people that helped me in my early years as in Edo State government, you know, to try and design um, the, the strategy for the states. That was where, where we were. We were in the industry. However, he had found this and then he invited me to do that. And uh, the story was very simple. Every time we go and we listen to pitches, you could see the, the kind of intensity in which the male founders presented. I'm not trying to stereotype, but there was a particular lady that we, we believe that had I particularly saw that this this product was phenomenal. Uh, But I think she had just started with all of this fundraising, pitching thing, and she didn't quite know how to communicate. It it was myself and NDD that were in the the panel at that day. And we said to ourselves, look, let's try and quit this girl so that she can come back, help somebody way for like two, three months. And what we were doing was talking to her, even giving her the confidence, you have something. You're not the only one, you have a team. Um, this is, you have to be able to convince people about your product. You have a fantastic product. Pitch to, so we gather our friends together. Okay, come and pitch to this lady, ladies. And we're just doing that, um, you know, just so to help her. And by the time, you know, she came back to pitch to Lagos Angel Network, Everybody wanted to invest. And we got as far as negotiations, but I think something fell off um, of valuation and all of that. And so not knowingly wanting to go into that sector, we had found a gap and that we had found a way to address the gap unintentionally. And so we said, okay, you know, us girls, Whenever there's a woman on the list, let's take them out and cook them. And, you know, we're just, and of course, um, th- that was how we started off Rising. And it has grown to be a 64-member female angel investor network today. And so pretty much investing, I didn't know anything about it. I just learned as I went by. I, I started reading and taking, you know, online courses in terms of, what angel investing is about, the basics of it, how to, you know, all of the things that we do, angel investors, yes. And you're now perceived as an expert. And it's interesting because um, you are in the tech space here now, known as an expert, right, in terms of gathering amazing women together. 
that says quite a bit in terms of the possibilities, right? Being open to new things and spotting opportunities or spotting problems that resonates with you. That's really what you've done. And I say kudos to you and your partner, um, Ndidi. So Ndidi Nolly Edosian um, as well. So why do you think generally women are not as confident in terms of promoting themselves? This issue of women being out there receiving um, investments is also the same globally. But in Africa, especially where you're focused on, why do you think this is the issue? Okay, from my own experience uh, point of view, before I talk about, you know, what the studies have started saying, from my experience point of view is that when investors come to the table, they're looking for, generally, most times, they're looking for the next big thing that's going to make them money. Um, we, we also categorize investors, right? Some of them are there for the passion, the time, and they, they do it um, wholeheartedly. Some people see it as a business opportunity, and then some pe- people are just doing it in addition to diversifying their portfolio, so they see it as an asset class. For a lot of investors, when they're coming, they're coming innately to listen to that innovative solution that is solving a problem, right? Because we, we believe that startups are there to solve problems. They're looking for, you have to be able to communicate your products, um, that is a key thing. You have to have a solution. But you see, the genders are different and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I will come to the table because I want to solve a problem and I really want to solve a problem passionately. The male gender will come to the table with the same solution, but they're looking at the business part of it deep diving into the business part of it. So there is always a difference. If it's the same product, the way the woman will portray it is I'm solving a a problem. The way the man will project it is that I'm solving a problem, but there's a business opportunity for you here. That is one of the things that we're seeing. The investors are predominantly male. Yes. So that brings me to what you begin to perceive that occurs in the room. The many men, male investors have little familiarity with the products and services of women found, that women founders want to deliver. That is one diversity in terms of funding. Women founders pitch are subject to challenges and pushbacks than male peers. So when you watch the kind of questions, you think that you would have the time to grow this business, seen as the, that you have just had a baby. Those kind of questions come up. You want to expand into other countries. How are you going to, do you think you have the capacity? Being that you are resident in Nigeria, you know, those kind of questions come. For a man, he's sitting down there and how is she going to do it? He's trying to, does she have the capacity to do this? Will this not hinder on her domestics? Will this hinder on her children? He's thinking like that. Those kind of prevention-focused questions. While the male Promotion, you know, so if you go into other countries, how do you think address the issue of that, that, that? You understand? Starting off, you're already at a disadvantage in quotes, right? 
Because you just said something quite important. You're thinking of prevention. Meanwhile, the interviewer is thinking promotion and looking at that. So meanwhile, we are starting at from minus zero, trying to see, okay, these are the issues you're going to face. How are we going to deal with it? Before even thinking of, you know, how to move the business forward. So then should this person who is pitching, this lady pitching, be thinking of those questions and immediately deal with them right away? Would you say that? Yes, and that is why we say sometimes we say that women have to work harder. It's those kind of things because you have to think, okay, if they bring my family into the issue, boom, this is my answer. If and they, they will. Boom, this is my answer. As a nullifying those type of questions, that extra preparedness has to be done by a female angel. However, one of the reasons for rising tide and for us trying to increase the female angel investors in the network is that there is, you have the common issues either experienced or that you are able to understand or you know what the, what's what the old female entrepreneur is experiencing founders also often find it less intimidating to pitch to other women and we believe that if we are able to take away that issue of the gender because we are all in the same room at the same time and we understand what she's saying from an empathy point of view and from an experience point of view then we will have more entrepreneurs getting funded right no absolutely and so if i move to my next question which is around well two two prong the demand for this capital and supply um which is like the investors coming in so perhaps i start from the supply you know, because it's when there's available funds to be invested, then we can talk of that. How does um, Rising Tide operate? What's the objective? And who are those you're looking for? Because I know there are also female founders, CEOs, who want to also want to support, right, other women, but obviously for profit so that it's mutually beneficial. How do you get this network of women? What's the criteria? Okay, so, so for us at the Rising Tide, um, we tell you... But if you're coming to Rising Tide, you should be prepared to invest the kind of funds that if you lose, will not affect your standard of living. You should be able to pay your school fees, go to work, eat proper food, all of those things. So because angel investing is high risk, high reward, you must understand that it's you're investing in a product or a service that someone else else has ideated and has developed and uh, you from what they have said you believe that it will work it will solve a problem however you must understand that there are certain factors that can affect it whether internal factors of the company or external factors just like any other business and it may not take off we as angel investors we invest in that curve, the growth curve of a business that we call the value of death. That is in the first, second, third, fourth year. That dip where you are looking for that, that amount of money that would just take you up the curve into the stage. And at that particular point, anything can happen to your business. 
the product may be too late to the market. Your team may disperse and um, have major issues. Different things can happen. And at that point, if you do not have additional investments, or if you're not able to carry your business into the growth stage, whether financially or putting more overheads or increasing your technology capacity, your business may just die. It's that thin stage of a business that we invest in. And so for you as an angel investor, you must understand that. You're betting on a, a business that may die. And so when you're investing, just invest the amount of money that you know that would not affect you if you lose. So that is the first thing that we try and explain to those that are interested. Also, for Rising Tide, you must be prepared to volunteer because we are running an organization or a network without any central resource. So everybody's volunteering. We have four pillars. We have the education pillar, where we are already setting up a curriculum, where we deliver classes to entrepreneurs. We have the mentoring pillar where we mentor not only our portfolio, but we mentor founders out from anywhere. So on Thursday, we had the mentors clinic and we mentored people as far as DRC. So one of our French speaking uh, mentors had to mentor them. So, and then we also have uh, mentoring sessions where we do a minimum of two to three months with a particular founder to see how we can get them into the investment ready stage. You must be able to volunteer for that. You must be able to volunteer um, networking. So we attend panels. We try and, you know, build the ecosystem. We do networking with entrepreneurs so that they can see who these investors are and have a chat and have a feel. You know, we try and do all of those things. So those are, and the fourth pillar is investments. So you must be ready to participate in, in this and together grow the network. And which we have successfully done now for the last um, three, four years. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, so it's beyond just getting a return on your investment. It's also about giving of your experience, the wealth of experience that you already have. And I know a lot of women who are looking for those kind of outlets. So beyond, okay, I've, I have a, an accomplished career, right? But then it's also how do I also pay it forward while also returning an investment, hopefully, you know, if the business goes well, which hopefully should be, you know. Okay, so then let's look at the demand side, those who are your portfolio companies. What are you typically looking for? What are you looking for? What has been your experience in finding the right companies to invest in? And I know that you cover beyond Nigeria, kind of looking at Africa generally. Yes, we, we're covering Africa. We, our priority is for female-owned and female-led or gender-diverse um, um, businesses. We look at digital and technology and technology-enabled businesses because we believe that with technology, you'll be able to scale your business. It's more flexible. Your revenue models can be diverse. And, and so it, it allows you... Um, to change your, your model or your business, your product easier than if it were a non-tech company should the need arise. 
it helps you also, also to scale. Scalability is important. For us, we also look at uh, certain areas. We are gender, uh, we are sector agnostic. However, we look at the certain sectors that provide impacts wider community. So we're looking at um, education, healthcare, agriculture, financial inclusion, essential goods, you know, those things that would really have impact down right. the line. Absolutely. The business succeeds. So we are drawn to those types of things. But we've done entertainment, we've done Inkblot. So we invested in Inkblot that has um, done, uh, I think, five, we, we invested in five movies, Nigerian Nolly movies. You know, so we've tested that. It's varied, but these are the areas that we continually look at. Okay, so what would you say like the top one to three skills or experience? What is that one thing beyond the company of the individual who is the founder? What do you look for in a founder? You know, investment is like a minimum of three to five, for angel investment, a minimum of three to five years marriage. Yeah, it's a marriage. Yeah, so you must be sort of compatible. When um, a founder is pitching, if I don't like the attitude, if I don't, I, I stay back, I, I don't invest, no matter how good business is. Or if I go and tell someone that is investing, what do you think about the attitude? Oh, it was just nerves. That is not the way the person is. We invite them for second discussions and you begin to look. You, you must understand that there are certain things that you would be your no-no. The first is integrity. The second one is arrogance for me because we are all learning. And as a founder, you are also learning. I sort of like some serial entrepreneurs, those that are filled and bounce back. You know, I think that they are humble in a bit, in, in a way. But that's that's my own personal for us as rising time, we look at your team, the compliments of your team. We look at your commitment. So you would not be somebody that is doing this part-time and saying that when I get the investment, I'll design and come. That means you're confident about your product or your service. We also look at the, the way the team works because the team really, irrespective of every other thing, the team is the core of the business. And if they, they do not complement themselves, they don't have a good working relationship, then your product will, will, will suffer in the end. Uh, and so we don't take that for, you know, for granted. The experience of the team is very important as well. So for us, the team is the key thing, apart from the product and, and that. And um, we, we don't want to stay in a business for more than three to five years because we're angel investing before we exit. So we're always looking at that exit opportunity. Um, would I be able to leave in three to five years? What is the exit strategy for this business? Would there be bought over? Would there be series A? Would there be, you know, yeah. So, so you always look for your exit strategy. So these are some of the things that we look for apart from being um, investor type of revenue. Right. Exactly. And this is very important. So I would even say the founder should also even be thinking of what the angel investors exit strategy should be, because then you've thought through that, look, these are 
here for three to five years? Are you going to do a series A? What's going to happen? How are you going to give them their return? The founder should also be thinking of the type of investor they want. You know, because there are some investors that have the money, they'll give you the money, but they will take a major chunk of your business. And then there's some investors that will give you the money and would not have the time for you. One of the key things we do as Rising Tide is the mentoring. So we ever so often would ask you, give us your, your wish list. And we come to the 64 members and say, hey, does anybody know where there's a storage? Um, do you know so-so-and-so person? Can you do an introduction? So this company is this, this company is that. We use our network to help them to grow. We, we have time for them. You have to create time. So angel investing for us is not only about the investment. It's, it's not. Like your network. Yes, right? which is very important. Yes. And given the time to the business. So the founder would call me uh, or send me a chat. I want to have a, you know, can I have five minutes of your time? Because they are in distress or, you know, that kind of thing. And you, you should be able to have the time for them. It must be fulfilling, though, as you just being able to, in that position, to offer that support the network, your experience and all. Okay, it's amazing. Time has already come past. Now, with work, your technology businesses, Rising Tide, how do you unwind? I know that you are a cyclist, (laughs) but you also mentioned you're an avid golfer. So talk to us about that, how you unwind, because that's equally as important. It is. is, Those are my me time. (laughs) Your youth, exactly, my me time. (laughs) I... I am an early riser. Um, early so is what time? Early being 4.35. Okay, now I'm just taking it to the next level. So what time do you go to bed? My uh, friend this morning, was she was so upset that I slept at 3.30 and I woke up at 7.30 this morning. Okay, so that's <laughs> now a bit. Okay, go on. <laughs> what? I said, yes. So, so, so I, I, I love my goals. I love my golf. Um, so, so I go, I, create, I, I, I find that with all of the things that I'm doing, if I don't create time for the things that I love, I would out. And so I have carved out time, you know, um, so out of my day. So I, I, I go for my golf. At, uh, I, I play with light balls. So 5.30 in the morning. What time? Uh, 5.30? Yes. For how long? You know, I took it once. You actually first in Abuja and then in Nairobi, and it was like the time it takes for golfing. I was like, okay, Neka, you're probably not ready quite now. So how many hours? How many holes? And yes, yes, it's excellent when you get into it. But how many hours are you golfing? I use about um, two and a half hours in the mornings when I go for my early morning golf because I'm playing one or two balls and I'm playing um, with probably a pro, pro or an amateur. So oh. we, we go fast. Yeah. Um, when I have my and how many night, holes are you doing? I do eighteen holes. You do eighteen holes in the morning. Yes. Okay. Now you're a pro. <laughs> and okay. When I have the when I have the time of the weekend, I'm not occupied. I do the normal go with everybody. Yes, five half hours, five hours. But I love my goal, so I play three times a week. And then I picked up cycling during the um, during the COVID. I I used to go walking. I said of five, then 10 kilometers, then 15 kilometers. But then you see this group of people just swing by room. And I'm like, what? In this Nigeria? But you're doing 15K. 
Yes. I'm sure they do more, right? But I mean, and how, mm-hmm, go ahead. I saw one of my friends on, and, and I said, you're, you're, what are you guys, how did you get, no, you can buy this, you can join. I said, really, you can learn. And so I, I picked up cycling and, and now I'm hooked also. Um, so I also try and cycle three times a week. So That's very fit. So for cycling, it's easy. You can go 4 a.m., you can go 4.30, 5 a.m. So I, I do all of those things and maybe have some few laps of swimming. Mm. Um, and swimming, yeah, I love swimming. Yeah. You've got it together with your fitness. That's good. And you said your me time, right? And that it's early. Time. And you find out that, you know, when you do, when, when I, when I, the days I say, oh, I, I want to sleep extra, I'm not as, my mind is not as active as when I have done. I don't know, maybe because I have, I've been doing this now, but it's not as active and it's not as, so during those times when I'm playing and, all sorts of thoughts and things, you know, ideas come to me. And, and so I'm set for my day by the time I get to the office. So that's how I, and I watch Netflix. Okay. <laughs> so that's also your unwinding time, right? <laughs> to laugh and all that, which is very important. Yeah. Because yeah. you have a very busy business life, right? Oh, In yeah. different hats you wear, but then you still have to find the time, which requires discipline from early in the morning to do all that you do. Okay, so I'm going to ask your final comment to a young entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, who is starting, I've maybe done maybe one or two years, and she's trying to raise capital. What would be your final comments or your comments to this lady? My comment is that, you see, there, there's a lot of money out there. Investors are looking for good deals. If you're sure about your product, you're sure about yourself if you have a good product and you think that you need investments reach out to investors you know we're always looking for a good deal now we have so many platforms where you can put your vc for ease and you go to rising tide and upload your so you reach out to investors and try and sell your product as best as possible for us at Rising Tide, you, you send it to pitches at Rising Tide or info at risingtideafrica.com and you will definitely get a response. Um, we, we look at every deal that comes and we respond. If you don't face our investment philosophy, we'll tell you why. Um, so we, we respond to everybody. Try and grow your network as an, a, an entrepreneur. Don't do things in isolation because the kind of experiences that you are having Others have had it. So grow your network of other entrepreneurs. It's very important so that um, you don't have to go this entrepreneurial journey alone. It's very lonely when you do that. Thank you so much, Yemi. Very, very insightful nuggets. I'm sure those who listen to it will also, I'm sure, comment on that. And for those listening, take advantage of the mentoring clinics that they have. The members are very well experienced. You tap into that network um, as you're building your business. So, Yami, thank you very much again. It's really a pleasure. Thank you for taking out time on your busy schedule to spend these 30 minutes with me. Sincerely appreciate that. Thank you. I've enjoyed the session. Thanks so much. This concludes this episode of Accelerate. 
all the information links will be down in the show notes. If you have not done so already, hit that subscribe button on your podcast player of choice on Apple. This will make sure you don't miss any of the amazing content we have lined up and rolling out for you. If you love this episode, it will mean a lot if you would leave a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. Finally, if you haven't connected with me over on Instagram and you're interested in learning more about similar episodes and all that's happening before they even get announced publicly, let's make sure to connect over there at Accelerate or Nekamubi on Instagram. But with all that said, I appreciate you being here. I look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. And until I see you in the next episode, endeavor to grow, profit, and make an impact.